Hey, Uppercape Catch listeners. This week, we are revisiting a story we worked on during the midterms about the role new voters play in elections. This spring, voters have or will decide important local issues in their annual town elections. One thing that can discourage voters of any age from voting is the feeling that their voice doesn't count in an election. I sat down with State Representative Dylan Fernandez to talk about the change the next generation, or anyone, can make in their own towns. Stay tuned. It's election season. In the last midterm election, 8 million new voters became eligible to vote for the very first time, according to the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement. I asked younger folks around the town of Falmouth if and why they registered to vote. It was kind of something that my school offered, like when I graduated high school. Well, I think it's important to exercise my right. So I'm not just complaining about the things I don't like. I can actually make somewhat of a difference in that sense. I'm, I'm registered to vote because it's my civic duty. Well, I don't really have much faith in the system in this country, but I figure that I may as well just kind of play by the rules of the game to make as much difference as I can within the system while also doing what I can outside of it and independently. Um, but it's not totally hopeless to vote. Like, my, my vote does matter. Everyone I talked to was between the ages of 18 and 23, making up the latest demographic of voters. These are the people who either voted in the last national election or who voted in the midterms for the very first time. All of them were already registered, but in looking at the towns on the Upper Cape, registration does not always mean participation. Here's Taylor White, the town clerk in Sandwich. I'll be quite blunt in, in that um, my records have also indicated that, that you have a very small percentage and whether it's a town election or, or one of the state elections, a state primary or a general election of, of young people that participate in it. You're listening to the Upper Cape Catch by The Enterprise, where we bring you news from Falmouth, Mashpee, Bourne and Sandwich. I'm Noelle Annanen, and today we're taking a look at election season on the Upper Cape and how towns and organizations are trying to effectively engage the next generation of voters. Taylor White is the town clerk in Sandwich, and that job has a lot of important responsibilities in any year. But for what we're going to talk about today, I am the chief election official here in the town of Sandwich. Taylor has been managing state and local elections in his town since he was elected in 2009. He said a lot of things have changed since then. Now they have early in-person voting and mail-in voting, and all of that requires a lot of legwork to put together. Prior to an election, you are, you're basically working about two to three months back, you know, getting things in, in line, you know, setting up your voting locations, getting your workers together, taking care of a bunch of different legal obligations that you're responsible for, postings of the actual warrants, uh, what people will be voting on. His office sets up registration and voting locations and times, and then makes sure that people actually know how and when to vote and register. Luckily, I have a lot of lists around here that I have checkboxes on so I can keep them, uh, keep them in order. And he's doing a pretty good job. He said that 97% of people in Sandwich who are eligible to vote are registered. But it's one thing to get people registered. It's another challenge altogether to get them to actually vote. I'll be quite blunt in, in that um, my records have also indicated that, that you have a very small percentage and whether it's a town election or, or one of the state elections, a state primary or a general election of, of young people that participate in it. And it's not because they aren't registered. We mail, actually, when you turn 18, we mail you a, a letter 
congratulating you on your birthday as well as a voter registration card. We try to make efforts to get people uh, registered to vote. Unfortunately, it doesn't always translate into turnout for that demographic. It can be worse in some elections than others. There's different levels of turnout for national elections than town level elections. Especially in local elections, I think, you know, whether you're voting in a, in a, in a general election for president or for governor, people, not just young people, but, but specifically young people, will have a much higher interest in that versus voting for selectmen. But he said it's not exactly a lack of access to voting. We're providing the same opportunities to everyone, uh, regardless of, of who you are. So the opportunities are there. Young people just aren't always taking advantage of it. There's a lot of speculation out there as to why this younger demographic doesn't turn out to vote in the same numbers as others. The New York Times reported in 2020 on some theories that researchers have as to why this is happening, since it isn't just happening in Sandwich or on Cape Cod or even just in the U.S. It reported that it could be that this 18 to 28 year old demographic is busy and they really just don't have the time to vote. They also might not have formed the habit yet, or they participate in other ways, like through petitions and protests. Taylor said that he thinks it might just be a general lack of interest. Over the years, I've thought about this. Why are young people not participating in elections? I think it just has to do, looking back when I was 18 to, to 22, 24, you know, I was worried about other things. I was worried about uh, you know, working, getting my job, first job, getting you know, going to college, working on my education. Those types of things were more of a focal point in my life uh, than you know, voting for selectmen. His office still tries to help teenagers and college students who are from Sandwich and interested in the civic process learn how they can participate, particularly in local town elections and even from out-of-state college campuses. I always encourage um, young people to, while it, it may not, you know, they may be focused on other things, that if they're living in these towns and these communities, that they, they should be interested because, you know, these people who they're electing, be it the school committee or the board of selectmen, um, they have the ability to appropriate funds and spend, you know, tens of millions of taxpayer dollars locally. At the end of the day, his job really isn't to get people to vote. It's his job to get people access to voting. And he said that access is easier nowadays. People can register from anywhere, from their houses or cars or on their phones. There's really no excuse. You just, you, the resources are there, um, the, the uh, access is there. The good news is that the national trend shows younger voters are turning out for more and more elections. The Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement found that 50% of eligible voters from the ages of 18 to 28 turned out for the 2020 election, and that was up from 39% in 2016. A national poll by the Institute of Politics at Harvard Kennedy School predicted that 18 to 28-year-olds are set to break the record set by youth turnout in the last midterm election in 2018. But it also found that the majority of young voters still don't think that their vote matters, or that even if their candidates do win, it won't make a difference. That's the kind of thing that Volunteers with the League of Women Voters tries to address. The League is a national, nonpartisan, and advocacy organization that works to ensure that everyone is represented in civic matters. Gina Mapp is a volunteer with the chapter here in Falmouth. I attended a Zoom event for the League, and I was so excited about the event that I, um, I joined later on the next day or maybe that night even. It was great and also um, just a little bit provocative. So the things that um, were being talked about and um, 
explored on that Zoom. They really resonated with me. And so I just thought that this is definitely um, a good place for me. I like the work that they're doing and perhaps I could be of service. She joined the league just after she moved to the Upper Cape about a year ago. She said that the league works to help educate people on how to participate in elections. The league definitely wants us to understand how this specific election, particular election, will impact voting rights access, you know, to expand voting access to um, to voters. Gina and the other volunteers care about representation. They push the idea that how people vote impacts everyone. And so everyone should be able to use their voice through voting. We want voters to understand that climate action is definitely a time for that. And we want to to look at in our state different things so far as immigration, um, auto registration, just things that are really specific to Massachusetts voters, but also the rights of women. Um, abortion rights is something that we really want to um, rally voters around. The League focuses on community engagement and encouraging people to vote once they've registered. It's not unusual to see us at a community event, just there registering people to vote. They offer education on how to vote on their website and social media. And one thing that Sheena and volunteers like her are particularly concerned about is the newest generation of voters. We have been taking a look at the decrease in turnout. And so one of the responses that we've had to that is just trying to engage with voters, especially those voters who are in high school. So we do have a program to register uh, seniors and high school students. They're trying to work against all the factors they think might keep newly graduating high schoolers and college students from wanting to vote. I think sometimes depending on the type of ads that young um, that young voters, not just young voters, but voters in general are exposed to, there is sometimes a negative impact on the voting process. And so sometimes young voters may feel like they don't have a voice or um, the politics seems so negative that they just don't want to engage in the voting process. I just think they don't come out because they don't think that their their vote counts or that their vote matters, unfortunately. Gina wants students to feel that their votes do count, even if they don't see an impact of it today finding a way to include young voters and helping them to understand the impact of this vote right now, five years from now, what does that mean? One of the ways that the League volunteers are doing that is by holding events at local high schools. So we definitely do our best to educate the young voters and bring them in to a different space. In the past, we have um, done art and writing contests in the schools for students, and we try to showcase that art on Instagram. And I think just programs like that, allowing us to include students and then use that as a segue to talk to them about voting and educate them about the voting process because there are things that affect them. They also work directly with students to engage them and pique their interest in voting. Now in Massachusetts, there's a law where students have to do civics projects. And so I think that is a great way to um, to involve young people. This is known as an act to promote and enhance civic engagement, and it was signed by Governor Charles Baker in 2018. It requires Massachusetts public school students from grades eight and up to participate in at least one student-led nonpartisan civics project. 
whatever it is that they're experiencing in the moment that they feel like needs to be fixed. This is something they can start thinking about grade eight and doing a project in grade 10 and grade 12. So just engaging them in the civic process and also having them come out to town hall meetings, having them understand how their town runs. And we can start from the select board and go on down. It's a way to make voting and civic engagement personal for the students in their own life experiences. If I'm a student who lives here during the school year, and maybe me and my family can't afford to live on Cape during the summer, so we go somewhere else during the summer, and then we come back when it's time for school. Well, maybe there's housing insecurity that resonates with that student. So maybe that's a project that that student tackles. So I just, um, I hope that we're doing our part to help students understand that what they're going through, what they're experiencing, what they may be feeling is relevant. And there's a place and space for that in the voting process. The league tries to engage the students by meeting them where they are in the classroom and get them talking about their own interests and how those interests fit on a ballot. They had an event at Falmouth High School last year, and while the league members were there... Those students um, took out their cell phones and they were walked through how to vote. So while um, some league members were at their school, they actually signed up to, to vote at that time. She said that some of the students who were there are already really engaged in bigger issues that impact them and their schools. Last year, I think we had a high school senior to join our league, and it was so amazing because um, she was gathering information on um, showing that high school age students need to sleep later in the morning if they're going to do well in school. The Falmouth League of Women Voters holds a candidates night at the high school each year. They introduce the state and county representatives to the students. Tina said that high school students really want to make an impact and be heard. And students and young people in general do have things that they're very passionate about. If they're very passionate about the environment, we talk to them about what's on the ballot for that, why this is important, and how your vote now can help us 10, 15 years from now. For China, getting younger people to vote has never been as important as it is this year. Sometimes as an older, um, as an older woman speaking to younger people about voting, Yes, it is absolutely positively possible that our rights are stripped away if we don't exercise our right to vote. It is our responsibility. And you don't, um, you know, you want students to understand that without them feeling the weight of that. You want to be able to leverage that conversation in such a way where students or young voters have an aha moment and not just this deep feeling of grief or sense of loss. So we do want to educate them in such a way that they see the need for them to vote and that we are not taking rights away from them. Gina knows that however any demographic of voters turns out this year will impact some of the most significant modern issues. I don't know how to not talk about Roe v. Wade because it's um, it's here. I don't know how to not talk about climate action. Um, there are so many ads, right, that come across our television that are very misleading. Their posts on social media, their their groups on social media. Voters are getting so much misinformation and disinformation, and sometimes it seems like they don't. You don't know where to start, but whether it's local, whether it's international, just start with something that resonates with you because. For this election cycle, just access to voting, I think it's something that's on the table that we really need to all take inventory of and, and show up to the polls to vote for. Obviously, some of those are really big national issues, but both China and Sandwich Town Clerk Taylor White said that the biggest issues can trickle down and impact local communities. 
This makes even the smallest local town election very important. If young people are discouraged from voting because they feel their voices won't count, they need look no further for inspiration than Representative Dylan Fernandez. I'm Dylan Fernandez. I represent Falmouth, the Vineyard, Nantucket, and Elizabeth Islands uh, in the Massachusetts House of Representatives. Representative Fernandez is in his early 30s. I am young for Falmouth because Falmouth is like one of the oldest places in the country. <laughs> and I'm not like, that's actually just a fact. Like Barnesville County is the third oldest county in the nation demographically, which is insane. Like the Cape is a retirement community. Representative Fernandez pursued a career in local politics because of his family. He said his dad grew up in Falmouth, but in extreme poverty. His dad built up his own business and it did well. But he never had the educational opportunities that Dylan Fernandez did, like going to college or even high school. Well, I always wanted to go into a career that would be impactful and, you know, be focused on public service. I got into public service to help vulnerable families like my own. And also because, you know, I was looking at the world and there's just so many um, challenges out there and things that I, I personally think are going in the wrong direction. So um so i ran for office um you know to give back to the community that's given me so much and to and to work on those you know big challenges facing our region and our our world he has appeared at falmouth high schools recently at falmouth academy to remind students that they can actually see change happen even just by voting in local elections you know if you actually want to make a difference you know it's much more important to look at the state and local level in Massachusetts. And your vote actually goes a lot further because people are so attracted to presidential elections because that's the shiny thing, gets all the media attention. A lot more people vote during those years, but then in off years or in municipal elections, turnout is is really low. Sometimes, you know, as low as 10% or or fewer people end up voting. So your vote is you know, proportionally like really impactful. Um, and then most of the things impacting your life are at the local level and at, and at the at the state level. So not only can you make your voice be heard in a more meaningful way, but you can change the things in your life and, and in the you know community around you in ways that are significantly easier and in uh, ways that you can actually you know, really see. Um, and I think that should be empowering to people. For young people who care about agriculture or climate change, Representative Fernandez said there are a lot of opportunities outside of the polls where young people can get involved. From local farming groups to energy committees to planning boards, students can engage in local politics to address issues they care about. I think there's a lot of room for younger voices to speak out on issues impacting them. And also you would stand out in a lot of these you know, rooms. And I think people will listen to you because you're bringing a perspective that, that might not be heard. You know, you just have to be more resilient. Like, yeah, you know, in life, you get discouraged about things. But if you actually care about change, you need to fight through that. And, um, you know, and make your voice heard on the issues that are important. Like people haven't done that in decades which is why we have a climate crisis that's going to destroy our planet and a housing crisis on the Cape and Islands that makes it impossible to live here and like an opioid epidemic that was pushed and propagated by big pharma companies. Like there's so many things that demand a large 
public response. And there's a whole lot of moneyed interests and institutional interests that would be happy to see things, you know, stay the way they are. Like being discouraged is fine. You just have to not allow it to um, impact whatever your North Star goal is. Today's program was written, hosted, and produced by me, Noelle Annanen. Big thank you to Taylor White, Gina Mapp, and Dylan Fernandez for their help on this episode. The Upper Cape Catch comes out every Friday, just like our newspaper. Check out our social media or our website at capenews.net. You can find copies of our newspaper at your favorite local business. We also have an app that is free to download on the App Store and Google Play. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Upper Cape Catch.